I was just telling these gentlemen that um, I have made a discovery about myself. It's only taken me 40 <clears throat> years, but uh, I have found out that I am sexier with, the le with less lights on. So the, the darker it gets, the sexier I get. Tony, just... we could have told you that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing new to us. <laughs> yeah, I just made that discovery when I turned off one of my laps. My, my how laps did you here. make that? Were you like... Morning, how did I was you looking at myself on the screen, and I was like, man, I am so like, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm hard to look at. I'm so hard to look at. And then I turned off the light, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a lot easier on the eyes now. So, yeah, I just came to that dis discovery right now. Well, Tony, you do have yeah. a face for radio, so you're good. <laughs> I've been told that all my life. Been told that all my life. Anyway, Brian, what what do we uh what do you got going on right now? Well, let's hit that intro. All right, guys, we ready? Let's kick those tires, light those fires, and smack that ass. Let's get it going. Woo! 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 We interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I fucked that up. I, I fucked that up. I hit two I hit I hit I hit, I hit two buttons at the same time. Oh I am so God. sorry. This right, is an omen try. for how this show's gonna go. I know. I, sorry about that. Let, let's try that again. One more time, Ryan. Take let's a Let's try to top. be professionals here. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's I know, way we got too much here. stuff to talk to talk about. That we cannot have these kind of interruptions. Tony, are you <laughs> oh, ready? Shit. I am ready. Well, Oren, are you ready? Sure. All right, Wayne, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready for the antics. Let's go. All right, special <laughs> guests who I've not introduced yet. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Excellent. All right, guys, let's Damn. kick those tires, light those fires, and smack that ass for a second time now. Let's do it. Woo! 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 Welcome to the con. This is going to be a jam-packed show today. There was I have not seen so many uh, show notes in such a long time. This is like four weeks scary. worth of show notes all packed into one. Plus, like I said in the intro, or the pre-intro for the second time, we have a special guest today uh, <laughs> that we'll be introducing very shortly. But first and foremost... This is kind of going to be like a little conicopia of stuff, a hodgepodge of things. We are still geeks at heart. We have not forgotten our roots. We still love pop culture. And there's just a lot of stuff that we need to kind of catch up on and discuss. So, so Wayne, in, everybody. with that said, hit that spoiler warning because we are going to spoil the shit out of stuff today. You know what? I don't even have the music ready for that yet. It's oh, okay. okay. We'll correct it in editing. There we go. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. The We're high class, guys. Of our show. High class. High class. Corrected in editing. We're always ready. Time. We're always ready, except for when we're not. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So first, right after... The spoiler warning. We're going to go over some listener feedback that we got. Um, we're going to uh, quickly go over our round four of our Wordle scores. Um, the poll results, a quick little sponsor break, and then to the meat of the meal right here. We're going to talk about the Book of Boba and what we thought about the uh, the the whole season as a, as a whole. I've got a special get off my lawn about season as a whole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Um, a special season get as off a whole. my. That's, that just sounds wrong. The whole season, season as, as a whole. whole. <laughs> the whole season. Hey, the whole season as a whole. Guys, what? can I get through this? Can yes, I get through sorry. this? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Someone grab it. Let me give you this. Let me see if this works. Now you can do the spoiler breaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Keep going. Keep going, Anyways, Ryan. Totally sorry to flow. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. All right. Flow. We're going to talk about Peacemaker, Reacher, Sony Spider-Verse, Nintendo Direct, Super Bowl Highlights. <laughs> the, uh, are we still doing that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we just got a hodgepodge of stuff, right? We're going to hodgepodge yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah. the main things are, we're going to talk about the Doctor Strange trailer, some Elvis uh, trailer reactions, some um, some airport news, and uh, the um, Paramount announcements. Oh, my gosh. The list goes on and on. Let's just see what we get to, but let's get it going. All right. All right. Yeah, so I think we'll start off first. Um, do you want to, uh, let's just jump into the Wordle score real quick before we announce our special guest. And kind listener of feedback. Oh, yeah, and listener <laughs> feedback, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to do, yeah. I was going to tie those two together, okay? So okay. Uh, first off, I'm going to listen, I'm, gonna, I'm going it. to talk about some, uh, what? Now you're, you guys are fucking my, stro- my, my whole thing up right now. But anyway, um, I just want to start off by saying a special thank you to Tom out there. He's a fan. He's been a fan for a long time. He actually sent us a di- uh, direct message on Instagram, and he had a couple of things to say. He wanted to thank us first for bringing Wordle into his life. And then also on top of that, he loves the waiting music, I think. I couldn't tell if it was ironic. I couldn't tell if he was uh, kidding, if he was sincere, but he supposedly loves the waiting music. So I don't know. It, it confused Dwayne as well. Yeah, go ahead. This is for you, Tom. And hopefully it gets stuck in your head all day long. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, and uh, yeah, this was just nice words to, to, for somebody to kind of give us that feedback. I really enjoyed it. So uh, if, feel free to always let us know. You can DM us on uh, uh, The Knowledge of Nothing on Instagram and also on, uh, you can find us on Twitter at TheConMen1. But with enough said of that, we're going to move on to now the main event. Well, not really main event, semi-main event. Uh, our Wordle scores for the week. We're going to be discussing Wordle scores, uh, Wordle puzzles 239 through 245 today, guys. And um, I, uh, I guess we'll start off with who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us what their Wordle score was? Brian, go ahead. All right, I'll go. Um, right. One, I, I now hate this game. <laughs> it's been yes, a very, I, I, very I, tough I, I week. I hate it too. I hate it too. Um, I got a pathetic score of 31. And it Ooh. has just been an awful, awful week for me. It's um, Luckily, my streak is still going. But I do have a six in there, uh, multiple fives, and a bunch of fours. And ouch, ouch, ouch. This game kicked my ass this week. And I'm not happy about that. Yeah, huh? You know, Brian? I'm kind of right there with you. I got a 30 this week, so okay. it, it kicked my butt too as well. Yeah, I got a 29. I mean, I it's, I still bogeyed it, but uh, you know it's respectable. But uh, I guess I guess did, is did did Oren keep his streak in place? Oren, can you share with us what your Wordle score was? And I think you also have a big announcement to make regarding Wordle as well. So why don't you go ahead and without further ado, 
It's yours, Oren. I do? Um, yeah, you do. If I add it up, I got seven. <laughs> what? Are you... You're not like... No, the, the whole week. Are you telling me 239, 247, two, 245? I... Hey, I don't know. We could recheck the math, but I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. If, if you got you seven, that know? means you got it for on your first guess on each single day. No, okay, then I didn't get seven. No, I got it. I did get it on my first day once. That's it. <laughs> okay, yeah. What's the wait, big wait, announcement, wait, wait. though? Can, can let's let's get to the big announcement. That for a yes, second. I right. want to talk about that. Out of all the words in the English language that have five letters in it, you picked the one. The one on the first attempt that the people at Wordle were thinking about. <laughs> that is amazing. If you just think about the statistics on that alone, Ertle, Ertle, Orin, who do you know that works at Wordle? <laughs> yeah, I know so nobody. The one word we're talking about, I owe all What was to that word? Do you remember? Dodge. Dodge. Yeah. So Dodge. you picked a word for your first pick that had two Ds in it? I mean, like, come Thanks on. Thanks to Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and a certain movie and a commercial that I saw that morning. Oh, really? Yes. I <laughs> shit you not. <laughs> Just unbelievable. I, you I saw a commercial for dodgeball and this, you know, the if you could dodge a wrench, <laughs> you could dodge a ball. And I was thinking of a word I hadn't used before. And I just took it from that. I, and he I, scored it in one. In Wordle one. in one. That was a right? hole in one. Hole in one. Hole in one. Jeez. Right. So watch you more know, TV, people. I am <laughs> one. You constantly <laughs> get it in two. You this is the first time I've ever seen anybody get it in one. Yes. But let me tell you, I'm excited yes. that you got it in one. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because maybe we can stop this fucking game now. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think we are. I, didn't we discuss you know, that last week? Yes, we yes, said we did. that if if somebody hit it in one, then we're out, right? So I guess okay. that's where we're going. Oh, hey, uh, Oren, your total was actually yeah. twenty four for the week. Yeah, so. I, I was adding instead of multiplying and blah blah blah. But uh, <laughs> so yeah. Wow. So uh, I, I guess I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, do, should we carry on with this? Should we not? I mean, no. I, I, I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of <laughs> think it's over, right? Or is that going to be our poll for this week? Yeah, I think, oh, you know what? Yeah, was, was, well, you know what? That goes yeah. into our poll results, too. It though, does right? go into our poll results because I want to bring that up. But uh, yeah, maybe that's something we'll bring up for our. Uh, if you guys want to continue hearing us, our Wordle scores, we're going to put that up for debate uh, next Friday. Uh, on our Instagram story, so look for that. Uh, and while we're talking about polls, why don't we talk about and discuss what our poll was this week? And we had asked our our fans out there if it was cheating if you used a pen and paper to assist you with solving a Wordle puzzle. Any guesses out there? Does anybody think it was cheating? Uh, what do you think, um, Brian? What do you think I, the answer was? I, I hope that it's not cheating because I didn't do it every day this week. I should have. You know, yeah. but um, um, some some of the the days, you know, I was just kind of doing it on the fly, and um, uh, I think a pen and paper would have helped, but I do not think that it's cheating. Okay, all right, Wayne, do you have any uh, feedback on that? Um, based on how I did this week, I think I need to start cheating. That's what <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I think we all do. All right, so um, without further ado, uh, again, uh, 
Is it cheating if you use a pen and paper to assist with no. solving a world puzzle? And with 71% of the vote, everybody says no, it is not cheating. So exactly, we can huh? use a pen and paper going forward on Wordle. But I don't yes. know if that's going to work anymore because <laughs> Oren hit it in one. So we're kind of now have this conundrum that we need to, to, to iron out. Not and uh, we'll leave that, I guess, yes, I know. We'll leave it up to you <laughs> on, on Friday, our fans out there. I think on. since Oren got it, he should pick our next game. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a good shit. one. Yeah. but we'll see well yeah so uh, again look for that coming up on friday we're going to ask you if we should continue with our wordle games or we should just kind of put the nail in the coffin and call it quits uh but after that you know we're going to get uh we're going to have a special guest and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of our episode right after a word from our sponsor Greetings, converts! Visit the Soy Cat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils, animal, earth, and human-friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soy Cat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw some. Wayne, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What did Wayne just do? Wayne hit the record button. We're oh, damn it! Recording our brainstorming. God damn it! Uh, no, on, uh, you on. know what? Why don't we it. just go ahead? No, no, no. You keep it going. Keep it going. What we'll do is, Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, we're we're back from break, obviously, um, without much time to breathe and reassess. But hey, whatever. Um, so uh, I think this is going with a theme for our show. We're a train wreck this week, but we're looking to somebody to help save this, save us, and bring us back on track. So Brian, can you please, please? introduce our special guest for this week on the knowledge of nothing podcast all right guys it would be my pleasure and we brought this special guest to talk about the season finale and season one of the book of boba fett our special guest needs no introduction but i'm going to give him one anyway he's been a longtime listener friend of the pod and bestowed the nickname the con men star wars guru you can catch him on previous knowledge of nothing episodes such as season one Episode 10, El Mandalorio Gigante Especial. When he's not hanging out wow. with the con men. That is you the can whitest ca- I've ever heard of uh, <laughs> speaking Spanish. That is the whitest version. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'll go. I'm Thank on you. Mute. All right. When he's not hanging out with the con men, you can catch him on his YouTube channel. Welcome to the Fan Cave. If you're looking for a pop culture entertainment show that's unscripted, unedited, and uncensored, then check out Welcome to the Fan Cave and hit that subscribe button. They're eight episodes in and have already been viewed over 500 times. It's my pleasure. Welcome back to the show, Mike Prisco. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to be on the show. There it is. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the crowd goes wild. I'd like to add that Mike his, uh, was our first guest ever on the Knowledge of Nothing show. And that's right. he would like to be known as the unexpert, even though we all know that that's false. That's yes, right. The unexpert. <laughs> Do not hold me to any of my opinions. <laughs> oh, man, that should yeah. be the theme of our show. <laughs> no, <take it. laughs> no shit, right? All right. Well, I guess Don't we're going to get right into it then. 
Yeah, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start by talking Boba Fett. And of course, since that whole season is done, we thought it would be a great time for Mike Perso to kind of come in and see where he thinks things might be going because of this show and uh, kind of help us along. So, Mike, what were your initial thoughts of the book of Boba Fett? I mean, what were your thoughts and what were your opinions on this, this season? So the book of Boba Fett, to me, was a show that didn't need to be made, <laughs> but <laughs> but yes, yeah. there were some redeeming qualities about the show. Um, I did like the flashbacks, um, and you know, as Brian has said before, and I agree, Boba Fett's character kind of was a a chump character, a, a character that I didn't really think needed to be um, forwarded anymore, but. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, there were some parts that I really liked about it. And uh, all in all, it it didn't fall flat, but like on a scale of one to five, I'd probably give it about a three. Um, there were some episodes yeah. that were good. Um, I think that they're basically setting up for Mandalorian is what I think they're doing with that. Got it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, there's a so Wayne turned me on to this guy on YouTube called the Critical Drinker, and I'm gonna give him a shout out. And I think he summed it up best just in his title on the book of Boba, uh, book of Boba Fett. It's just content. I kind of felt the same yeah. way about this this whole series. I I did love when he was uh, when they explored him. Uh, uh, being taken in by the Tusken Raiders and that whole kind of nuance and that that uh, kind of dance that they were doing with one another. I did enjoy that. And then I also enjoyed uh, the, I guess you would call it Mandalorian 2.5 uh, episode or season 2.5. Those two episodes were absolutely, uh, I was not expecting them. And when they came on, it was just unbelievable. Those were the I guess the highlights for me, but everything else in between just kind of fell flat. I, I did enjoy the last episode where we did see him riding a rancor and, but again, I think that was a little too much focus on fan service and, uh, the story felt a little weak for me, which is surprising because, uh, up to now, John Favreau could have not done anything, uh, bad in my eyes, but, uh, I'm not saying that this was bad. I just felt like it was okay. It wasn't the best. Yeah, go I ahead, think Mike. I think that uh, what they're doing here is they are fabricating an interactive world between the two. Because if you look at the Mandalorian, Boba Fett showed up in the Mandalorian for a few episodes, which kind of bridged the gap to go into the book of Boba Fett. And then you have the Mandalorian showing up for a couple episodes. That's going to bridge into the new Mandalorian, I think. And then you have Ahsoka showing up. So that's going to go into the Ahsoka show that's coming up. So I think what they're doing is it's not... I mean, they are uh, labeling each show, you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. But I think it's going to be all one universe. So at the end, you'll be able to watch it all and it'll all make sense towards the end. So I think like, you know, the Mandalorian showing up was just your tease as to what's going to be happening coming up in The Mandalorian, which will bring back Grogu and and what is his journey going to be, so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that aspect of things. I, I did enjoy seeing that Grogu and uh, uh, Din Djarin are now back together again. 
um, after a, a brief little intermission, if you will. Uh, so that I was happy to see that that is where uh, they're going to be going with season three. So I'm looking for very much forward to that. And seeing Ahsoka and Luke in one scene together was just kind of uh, wow. I, I was not expecting that, like I said earlier. And just to see these two characters from different generations interact uh, was was very cool to me. But uh, anyway, Wayne, I thought you, you had a question. Up there? Well, no, not really a question. It was just kind of like a commentary on the show as a whole. Like to kind of echo what you guys saying, it felt like even though it was called Book of Boba Fett, it didn't felt like it was about Boba Fett. Yeah, it, it was like it was more like the characters around Boba Fett. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, and honestly, that's the only that's the only thing that was really interesting. It was like I rather learn about the Tuscan Raiders. That was fascinating. Yes. Uh, what's her name? Um, her his, his right hand man. Or woman, I guess, in a sense. Uh, um, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. I was fascinated by. Well, actually, she did probably more of the exposition about what's going on versus he saying anything. Yeah. You know, Ma- Mando. You know, all the side characters were much more fascinating versus Boba Fett, which was he was just kind of there. You know, he maybe he was like the central hub, was bringing all these pieces together, kind of like yeah. what you know Mike was mentioning. But you know, I, I kind of have to I have to agree with Brian. He's still a chump. I know I didn't want him to be a chump even though the last battle he got to do some really cool things but you know um, (laughs) Brian you're shaking your head very uh, fervently go ahead Brian let's now now that we've all said our piece I'm waiting for the Brian Inglet to kind of explain well and and see what his thoughts are a chance to comment on the show oh yes 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 sorry sorry Oren what did you think of the show it was all right <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank thanks, Orin. Classic. I'd rather be uh, drinking boba tea than you know watching Boba Fett. But hey, yeah, amen, amen. I agree with you on that. Unfortunately, but right. uh, yeah, it was all right. I, I'm I'm with you there. So Brian, with Brian, <laughs> God, I hate saying this, but uh, I guess you were right. I guess you were right. Fine. You were right. This is not something I, I, I wanted to be right about. Uh, yeah, Wait. well, yes. On I didn't want you to be at right. This time, Tony said Brian was right. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, mark this <laughs> on your calendars because uh, I don't know when it's going to happen again. But Brian, uh, I see you rubbing your face. I see you just chomping at the bit. So uh, go ahead and uh, lay it on, brother. You know, forgive me if I'm going to be a little all over the place with this show, but I feel like that's kind of fitting for the show. I mean, like, my <laughs> notes are scattered, kind of like this show, you know? This was something that I don't think we needed, but we got anyway. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Um, Boba Fett is still a chump, and in fact, I think I like him less now. You know, at one point during the series, I called Tony and called Boba Fett the Ted Lasso of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> he is too fucking nice here is an assassin who doesn't want to kill anybody here is a bounty hunter who but he is was not changed. ruthless he changed his ways yeah, that's not him the, anymore yeah, i know that's he's not him the nicer anymore. gentler yes he's Boba. with the tuscan raiders yes oh, i mean i'm sorry hey it was a little dances kill. with wolves okay all right <laughs> oh, my gosh oh, anyway. i mean like what a nice guy Boba Fett turned out to be not the mysterious bounty hunter that we all know from empire no, this is a really nice guy. Oh my gosh. This is the type of guy that's going to bring you something warm when you're not feeling well or put a, an arm around your shoulder if you just need to talk. You is know. there is there any is there I, so is that bad? Is that what you're trying to say? It's bad for this character. 
Yes, okay. it's bad for this universe. It's it's not the character that everybody fell in love with in the 80s. And that's what I have an issue with. Why did we have to change him? Phoenix Shan was more of the Boba Fett-esque type character to me in this series. I, I'm with Wayne. I want to see a whole series based on her. She kicks ass. She is ruthless and she's... And she she's always thinking herself. two, three steps ahead, right? Absolutely. Boba Fett always needed help with everything. You're like, why does he need help with everything? My favorite episodes were the ones where he's not even in it. They're the Mandalorian. I mean, like, I'm sorry. I thought I was watching a Boba Fett show, but I can't complain because I was, I've been the more, more entertained in these episodes than I ever have been, which I've got some issues there. But I'm with you, Tony. This is more or less the Mandalorian season 2.5 with those episodes. I mean, thank goodness Mandalorian had to come and save his ass and save the day, <laughs> but we also got a little glimpse into his future story on redeeming himself in the in the world of Mandalore. You know, because he did remove his helmet, which I'm sorry, uh, Bo-Katan, uh, her clan, they take off their helmets all the time. Are you telling me that you can't be a Mandalorian now? I mean, I just don't understand. I know there's two different clans there's the old school way and the new school way but you know that's going to be interesting in season three but um yeah i just felt like you know this was a show kind of like what wayne said this is almost like an anthology you know i would have liked to have seen it star wars anthology you know of of the tuscan raiders absolutely of 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 maybe the pike you know i'm sorry is this dune you know, like with the spices and yeah. the you know, like well, uh, spice has been in has been in. I know, in the, and, and uh, I know Star Dune Wars has been a big a influence for George Lucas yes. for a long time. Um, but but I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this? Are they part of the same universe? I almost felt like it. It, it just felt like it was all over the place, and I just want to know who is Boba Fett. He is. A guy wearing Mandalorian armor, but he's not a Mandalorian. He's a guy wearing Tusken Raider robes, but he's not a Tusken Raider. He's a, he's an assassin who doesn't kill. Who the fuck is this guy? Who is he? Who is the that's, Mandalorian? That's I'm sorry, think, the Boba I Fett. That's the that's the whole point of Boba Fett, though. Is yeah. he has really the only he has a shared identity with his father. He doesn't have an individual identity. Okay. I mean, he was he was made from a clone. So everything that he knows, everything that he's been taught, everything that he's did has been for something else other than him. And I think that's the struggle is he's trying to find himself and wherever he can find it, whether it be bounty hunting like his father or he latches on to the Tuscan Raiders and finds their way. He's just trying to find himself. And I think that's the fault with him is he just doesn't know who he is. So mm, I agree. He now has some weird attachment to this town on Tatooine for some weird reason. I'm like, he's giving up everything for it. He's fighting well, he's for this town. He's doing it for the Tuscan Raiders, though. That's that's the whole thing. Is he's trying to do it for? No, he wants to. Them. He wants to create uh, his own band of assassins. He almost wants to be like a union leader. You know, like we're gonna okay. make a a better work environment for you assassins out there. Fight for something that that is is noble. You know, where, you know, I, like, I just don't understand the, the the logic to it. But anyway, the final episode, I was just turned off. It seemed like it was 40 minutes of them shooting at energy shields 
and nothing is happening. Why keep shooting at these things? Why? You know, like they're not working. I mean, we knew that he was going to ride a Rancor when he said, I would like to ride this thing in episode four, you know, or three or whatever it was. I didn't think so. I I didn't really put two and two together. What? I'm like, oh, that's the final. He's going to come in riding this thing. Of course he is. And to be fair, you did watch it back to back to back. I did. I did. I had to watch it over a span of eight weeks or seven weeks. So, but it just seemed like better that way. Yeah, Yeah. it was was drawn out. It was just them shooting at energy shields, and I was just getting bored and over it. Nothing's happening. I mean, these these cute little band of teenagers riding very pretty mopeds around the city. I mean, like, they're the ones who saved the day? Really? Come on. You know, and I'm going to just kind of jump into my... um, my 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 FTG my get off my lawn type thing because I I even though it was the best episode I thought um, episode five where it was more about the Mandalorian and Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu at one point Luke gives Grogu an ultimatum you can go to the Mandalorian or you can stay here and train with me there's no middle ground here and I just want to say. Fuck you, Luke. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Luke's a fucking chump. I mean, like, Luke was what? the first. Hold on. Luke was the first person to say, Yoda, I've got to go save my friends. I see good in my father. And Loda's all, don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Don't stop your training. And Luke did it. Right? And it turned out well for Luke. And now Luke's telling Grogu that he can't train with him um, if he goes. No, but back. he's but he I wants to give him a choice. I that is he did give him a choice. But, but Luke was given that same choice. Luke defied Yoda, went to go save his friends, and, because he saw good in his father, went to try to redeem his dad, and then uh, became a Jedi master, master anyway, and now is pulling the same shit on Grogu? I mean, like, if anybody should understand, it should be Luke. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't think that's what it was. I think Luke knew from the very beginning that Grogu didn't want to be there. And if you have a situation where Luke is... Training Grogu because he's given it his all, but Grogu's just kind of really, I don't know, he's just not really in it, and he's not dealing it. So if you look at it from a Luke perspective, and he sees the little chainmail, you know, little baby onesie that he gives uh, Grogu, I think what Luke was saying was, listen, I know you don't want to be here, so I'm going to entice you and let you know that it's okay to go. So when he gives them the chainmail option and he gives them the lightsaber option, he's basically saying, you can go do what you want to do and I support you, or you're going to have to just commit to it and you're going to have to be here with me and we're going to get this done. So I don't think that he was giving him a choice per se. I think he was encouraging him to follow his heart and do what he wanted to do. Isn't there supposed to be like a new Jedi order, you know, that Luke is trying to to um, promote you know that you can have attachments to friends or family or loved ones and still be a jedi i mean because luke tried that with return of the jedi you know he went to go save his friends he faced his father he brought out the good in him and then continued to be a master jedi and why not go with grogu and help him out on that quest he's still good and then but but he didn't give him that option and then ahsoka what the hell, Soka? I mean, like, but, you le- so, so, but, but, don't you think that when, when, when Din Djarin basically went out of his way to to have the Beskar uh, armor made and then to send it out to him, don't you think that, that sent a message to to Luke as well? Is like, 
man, there is this strong bond between these yes. two. Who am I to be uh, in the middle of those two? If if that's where Go- Grogu's heart is, I'm like like Mike says, I'm going to give him this choice. But I think it was to set him up to come back and be with his his father, and that is Din Djarin. Well, it's the closest Din Djarin thing that he didn't has. even get that option because Ahsoka sent him away before Luke yes, and, and Grogu. Which, even, which but, to me made it more powerful because it was the choice was up to Grogu. It was not up to anybody. That's true. Else. I'm not blaming Luke or Grogu for that incident. I'm blaming Ahsoka, who left the Jedi Order because of their barbaric ways and their outdated thinking. You know and and how they didn't support her. Um, and know. during that scene that she is right. talking to Luke about, but, that is where she basically lays it down, and Luke sees the wisdom in her way. And that's what he does. He gives this this choice to Grogu as opposed to holding it on to himself. But basically so sends I, him away before even telling Luke and Grogu that he's even there. Because that wasn't that that's not Din Djarin's way to, uh, that, that, that's not his choice to make. But it if, is going to be Grogu's choice. If to Grogu, make. if Grogu had seen the Mandalorian, then I think that would have influenced his decision. I think what they wanted is Grogu to make the decision for himself, without being influenced by anything. So if you're going to make a choice, you're going to make a choice solely by what you feel is correct. And and Brian, you were talking about the new Jedi uh, stuff that's going on with Luke, but. That temple that was being erected is yeah. that first temple that we see getting burned down yeah, in The Force Awakens. So this is all brand new for Luke. And I think what Luke yeah. is doing is he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. And remember, when Luke was on Dagobah, he, they almost refused Luke to go follow his heart. They told him, you can't do this. You need to stay. You need to do your training. And look at all the bad that happened. He lost his hand. He he wasn't prepared. He wasn't ready. So maybe Han, Luke, yeah. Yeah, maybe Luke is like, hey, listen, I'm going to try it different. I'm going to give you the support you need to go follow your heart, and we'll see what happens. But the Ahsoka thing, I mean, there's a lot more going on with Ahsoka um, that maybe we can talk about in a minute, but there's a lot more going on with her. Yeah, go, um, so go ahead and touch on it. What, I mean, what, what do you think about so, the Ahsoka? Okay, so I, I didn't watch Rebels completely, but uh, there is, I think what they're going to do with Ahsoka is Ezra Bridger was a, a character in Rebels that was a very strong with the Force, um, but he didn't necessarily die. Um, Ezra and Thrawn were thrown into this whale world where they just kind of disappeared. So in the Mandalorian, they had mentioned, uh, you know, inadvertently Thrawn was back. So if Thrawn is back, then that means that there is a possibility that Ezra is out there somewhere. So I think what's going on with Ahsoka is she's just kind of like, let me just get, you know, see what Luke's doing here a little bit, check him out. And then my main mission is I need to find Thrawn. And I think the reason why she wants to find Thrawn is if she finds Thrawn, then she will find Ezra. And if she finds, I think we're going to see Ezra in an Ahsoka series uh, coming up where he's either a prisoner or or something's going on. But uh, I think that's where we're going with this. And I think that's just her main, uh, her main motivation is to just find Ezra again. So I think that's where we're going with that. I hope so because I really like the Ahsoka character, other than this one scene. But um, and you know the, her storyline is really, really entertaining for me. I really like it. Um, it's fresh, and um, I, I think it's great. I, you know, I'm looking forward to the series. Brian, quick question for you: When you talk about Ahsoka and 
not giving Din Jarn a choice. Is that what you're referring to? Where like, yeah. Because he, she does tell him like you have the option of going up there, but you, you, but you know that could change how he, uh, that could influence things. So, you know, the Mando does make a choice of either he goes up there That's or not. True. That's true. You know, yeah. I, 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 I remember that scene. I, you know, and she did kind of say that, but I didn't really feel like it was much of a choice. You know, like we knew what. What's what's right? Well, what's because wrong. he knew but, in, but, but he knew right, in his heart, didn't, didn't yeah, but didn't Dijar knew in his heart that that would be the wrong decision. Well, and too. he didn't want it him just, to choose because of him. Yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so. I just like like I said, that was my favorite one of these episodes. Um, I, I you know I, I this is kind of a question for for Tony and I'm like. Why is Hollywood trying to make these villains good guys now? There seems to kind of be a push for like like Harley Quinn and now you know, you know I, Boba Fett the, and you know, so like like let's make him good I have guys, a, everybody. I actually have a theory about this, and um, it's something that I it's, I'm, it's funny that you're bringing it up because it's something that I'm studying right now, and I want to do an essay on it, and I want to do another podcast just on this essay and it to me it, this is indicative of a post 9-11 world and what do i mean by that this the when 9-11 happened and occurred it forced us there was no longer this good and evil there were these anti-heroes that were coming along and and that's when it really kind of started taking off was after 9-11 we uh, started to understand complexity we under we started to understand nuance we started to understand that it's just not everybody cannot just be good and bad there's all of this mixture of we're, we're all good and bad how no matter how, how we look at it and i think that this is a manifestation of that where we are now getting to these complex characters Harley Quinn, uh, Boba Fett, and we are trying to humanize them, and we're trying to make them multi-dimensional as opposed to one-dimensional on each side. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I just say I think that's a good segue to our next segment, Tony. Yes, yes, I know. That's where I was going to go with that. And for me, uh, we're going to something that. So, all in all, I think the book of Boba Fett to me was somewhat of a failure. I'm not going to say it was complete, but there were some things in there that I, I, I feel, uh, I'm with Mike, I think it was just two and a half, maybe three stars for me. But something that I thought was the flip of that was uh, this awesome show called Peacemaker, starring John Cena, and it's on HBO Max, and this is a show that I absolutely loved, and you want to talk about a guy that's just, he's thinks he's doing the right thing, and he's realizing that he is not doing the right thing, he's doing everything the opposite of the way he should be doing things, and uh, th the journey he goes on in this series is hysterical, is funny, is touching, and it hits every single note that I have been looking for in a uh, superhero series. And this guy, this beef, beefy guy, John Cena, uh, displaying so much uh, vulnerability and so much insecurity, as well as putting on that facade, I felt that this show was just absolutely great. I felt it was it hit every note it was going for. I think that uh, James Gunn was a little too wordy with some things, but... For the most part, this was everything I was hoping that the Book of Boba Fett would be, and um, uh, it, so uh, Brian, what were your thoughts on 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 uh, on Peacemaker? Mike, actually, did you see it, Mike? I know you kind of have a thing for John Cena; you don't really care for him. But. Yeah, um, I saw a, a couple of things. Uh, I didn't watch the whole series. Um, I did see the finale. Um, 
and everything that happened with that. Which, <laughs> we'll talk about. Yeah. Okay, I want to get you. You look disappointed. So we'll talk <laughs> about that in a second. But, Brian, what, what were your thoughts on, on, on Peacemaker? And, uh, yeah, I'll just give it to you there, my friend. You know, for a DC character who I know very little about, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so much fun. And James Gunn brought back the music. Thank goodness, because I, I, I dug the music choices for this. You know, up for the for the for the the intro, the title screen, um, all the way throughout the show. Um, that was one of my biggest gripes with uh, Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. I'm not sure which one it is, but the one with John Cena in it. But um, yeah, the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. You know, I was just yeah. like, where's James Gunn's music? I mean, to me, I kind of see him go hand in hand with uh, his awesome music selection. Uh, with his with his projects, but um, they brought that back. But in a whole, it was funny, and there was a lot of character development with him and the team. Um, um, and they went through the 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 pure hero's journey for me is something that I always like to see, um, where the our our characters cannot accomplish their end goal at, in episode one. Something has to happen throughout the series or this journey that they needs to that they need to be on or learn something. That, that gives them the ability to, to accomplish their mission. And, you know, one of my favorite scenes is um, uh, him telling, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Waller's daughter that besides Eagley, you know, she's his BFF. And they've been back and forth through the uh, through the whole series. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was really touching. Yeah. yeah. And um, there was a lot of character growth. But it was just it had a lot of comedic moments there were some bizarre villains in this i mean kind of like the suicide squad with starro now you're going up against butterflies and i know we're going to talk about the season finale i cannot wait for that um (laughs) so i'll hold off on that until that discussion comes but man i was i saw it before it was spoiled online and I was shocked. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so was I. <laughs> I was not even expecting that. Me and either. I guess we can get into before. Hey, Oren, did you watch it? What were your thoughts on on the show? Why do you always look so surprised when I go to you, Oren? I have no clue. But <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway. Um, I did see it, and it was all right. No, I'm just kidding. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And I like you know how they set up everything for the next season. So I'm looking forward to see how they tackle that also yeah and wayne what were your thoughts on uh on peace maybe before we get into the season finale because i think that's where we want to go to next but you know you know how i'm a big fan of james gunn right because i love guardians one and two even the suicide squad wasn't terrible it was just not my favorite but it wasn't terrible by any means i loved it i I still loved it (laughs) i i I think this is james gunn's worst worst stuff are, really? No, I'm kidding. I'm talking. <laughs> I was surprised. Say. I'm like, all right, I was like, wow, you out. holy cow! <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Well, you know, I was I, like, you were even going to compare it to Scooby Doo? I mean, no. geez, because that. Oh my goodness. You know, you know, honestly, it it took a while for me to warm up to it, to be honest, because I wasn't sure what to expect. And when I first watched it, it was like, is this just the retread of like the almost like the James Gunn tropes now? If that makes sense, you yeah. Know, he has the, his character like the Star daddy Lord. issues, right? Was a Star and he's got Lord the character. daddy issues and everything the like music, that. I'm like going, okay. I mean, while I dig it, is it almost getting too much long in the tooth for him? You know, because of this is what we're seeing now. We're seeing James Gunn's product, and it's becoming similar. Uh, but as it went along, it got better for me. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I uh, and honestly, he. I think he said he set out to uh, 
to um, uh, get rid of the skip intro button. And I have to confess that every single time I watched it, I watched the complete sequence. I loved the song. I loved the dance. I, I just loved everything about that opening sequence. And I looked forward to it every single week. I, too, watched sad, the whole uh, thing throughout. I did not did skip you? a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. I so it. I guess... <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Well, oh, I you also it. talked but to the anyway. guy here who does watch things at 1.5 speed so you know that's <laughs> true oh, yeah that's true that's true <laughs> touche but uh i just want to go into um uh the the season finale and uh, i think the everybody has the issue with the cameos that appeared at the end of the episode no uh, issue no, on my end i thought it was great my only thing is i thought it was i thought it was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> i i loved how he had to address this rumor that had been going on uh that you know this is not Peacemaker is not the first time I've heard that Aquaman is having sex with fish. I've been hearing this rumor for like I'm, at, I'm like Wonder Twin days. I'm, I'm hearing it back in Justice League days. You know that he's screwing around with fucking fish, and uh, to have him now on film on celluloid addressing this this incestuous uh, um, uh, rumor of him getting it on with fish and him tackling it by uh, by that rumor, I thought was fantastic i thought it was great uh i i love the fact that uh yeah when they showed up at the end it was a little too late yeah uh but uh you see wonder woman there and you also see superman and they're just kind of floating in the distance that was a little odd to me just seeing them like they're there but they're not That's that was uh, that was kind of odd but uh to see barry allen and then also to see uh aquaman kind of uh talk about that i thought it was funny i did not expect it and um i th i i got a kick out of it but mike mike is a purist and uh, <laughs> i want to know what his thoughts were on that surprise cameo at the end of uh, peacemaker so i thought it was cool i i you know seeing them all come down and everything i was like okay cool i see where they're going and then they kept superman and wonder woman in the shadows i was like man i'm not too excited about that um, I did like the interaction between Peacemaker and Aquaman, Barry Allen. I liked that. That was cool. But all it did to me is remind me how jacked up DC is. They just don't, they're not <laughs> picking a lane. They're not going in it. And it's just, it, if anything, at the end, I just was more frustrated because I still, I don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going with it. Maybe the Flash movie will help. But it's just like, okay, are are they going to consider this old stuff canon? What are they doing? I don't know. It just, if anything, like I was I was pulled in going, okay, this is going to be cool. And then at the end, I was like, ah, it's just, a, I don't know where they're going with this. <laughs> well, I, that's fair enough. I, and you are somebody that is a stickler for canon and a stickler for seeing where they're going to take this. Yeah. You, you don't like, you have never liked not knowing things. Right, you, uh, I mean, surprises you hate. You you hate surprises. Yeah. You want to know every single step of the way what is going to happen, and if it doesn't, it just fucks you all up. I think for so, me, it's I am a average person who picks on to continuity, and if yeah. I'm an average person that picks on to continuity, and I can see that they're not being uh, true to it. That frustrates me that people who are paid millions of dollars to write these scripts, to write these stories, can't figure out how to make it work 
or acknowledge something that has happened in the past and not do it right or make it different. I don't know. It's just frustrating to me. And I think that goes just to, I think for me, when you look at Marvel, you know, they've planned that stuff out. And for DC, it's just kind of like, eh, we're just going to kind of go with it. And it just shows me how sloppy they are. And it's sloppy to me. That's all. That's how Tony would do it. Yeah. <laughs> totally how Tony would do it. I just haphazard. totally relate to everything Mike's saying. You know, you're, uh, I know you you're one hundred percent right. You know, and I am somebody you know who has read these comics for most of my life. Um, and I know Mike, you're a huge Superman guy. I mean, you're wearing the shirt now, and I see the Superman uh, uh, <laughs> figure right next to you, and. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm the same way with Batman, and I am so jealous of Marvel for doing it so well, and that DC cannot figure their shit out. I mean, to, in my opinion, DC's got the better characters. Why? Hell yes, they do. I've yeah. said why, that from get go. Why cannot they do we have, the have better characters? Stories like Marvel's universe here. I mean, Marvel does it right. There is no way you would see something like this in a Marvel. On a, on, a, on a Disney Plus Marvel thing. Um, just because, you know, it's all over the place. These look like Zack Snyder's Justice League characters, but I know from the internet that, that Warner Brothers kind of wants to go away from Zack Snyder's uh, uh, Justice League. Oh, wait, is it Tuesday? Maybe we're back on to Zack Snyder's, uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, wait, it's Wednesday? No, 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 that that's in the past. We're not going to do that. Oh, Friday's rolled around. Oh, yeah, Zack Snyder's talking to somebody at Warner Brothers. What the fuck is going on? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, in the meantime, let's just keep going. Right, exactly. I'm with you. <laughs> I hope that the Flash movie kind of resets everything, but I, I've lost hope. I've lost hope in Warner Brothers. I've lost hope in the people that are are managing the DC brand. Even though these are beloved characters for me, I love the comic books because everything is canon. Everything ties into each other. And even if you read a comic book and it doesn't seem like it is, you know somewhere down the line it's going to make sense uh, in in the long run. And that's how Marvel's done it. And I love Marvel for it because it helps my fanboy uh, uh, ne- neurosis, you know, um, everything to me needs to connect. All these characters live in the same universe. They're all fighting crime. They all need to interact. Their stories need to coincide. And I'm with you for, for DC to kind of be all over the board. It drives me crazy. It drives me, me nuts. So I hundred percent with you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, could I make one last comment before we move on? Yeah, about the yeah, whole, pe- whole Peacemaker thing. Um, two things. With that cameo, though, did you guys read about the articles how James Gunn was concerned about that actually happening? So when he actually approached Jason Momoa about it, and Momoa was laughing his ass off, like, I'm totally in on board. You know, it was kind of like, he, it just really? redeemed and just kind of reaffirmed that great. he could move forward with that. So I'm glad that yeah. he has that sense of humor. Uh, but and to see Aquaman drop the f bomb too, oh, yeah. I, I mean that was that. fucking crazy too. That. that was amazing. Because That's where I where I see where you guys are coming from. DC has always had the edge of your comics or the edge of your characters, and 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 that that fit to me. That whole scene fit to me. And um, but yes, but anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh no no no! no. It's like no, I think that was kind of great that they he was able to get that to be placed in the show um <laughs> yes. aside from the continuity issues that it kind of raises uh, but the last thing uh just a kind of side note because as being a fan of james gunn and remember how he got fired from disney if that didn't yeah. happen would these shows would these characters ever be come to light 
No. no. Yeah, I, that's right. great. Yeah, that's a great... Uh, yeah, because he went on to do the Suicide Squad. And then from my understanding from there, he and John Cena started talking about this Peacemaker show. And then that's where that came from. And now they're going on to season two, which has just been announced, and I'm excited about. Um, I don't see, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but it's going to be fun no matter what. So, yeah, you're right. If things truly sometimes do happen for a reason, and I think that if there is a silver lining to James Gunn being fired, it is this whole kind of peacemaker slash suicide squad uh, thing that he was able to bring to the DCEU. So I, 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 I'm, I'm all on board with that. So um, I guess that's going to wrap it up for our discussion on uh, Peacemaker and Book of Boba Fett. And we're going to touch briefly on a new series that has just come out on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, and that is Jack Reacher. If you don't know anything about Jack Reacher, it, was a, it is a character that has been uh, in some novels over the, uh, God, I want to say 20-some-odd years. He, uh, Tom Cruise had played him in a couple of films, and the problem with Tom Cruise, and I've always heard this, I've never read the books, the problem with Tom Cruise playing this character was that in the book, he is six foot five, he is a massive man, and uh, Tom Cruise is like five foot six. So it just, it just did not kind of work the way it, was, it should. But uh, alas, Amazon Prime now has Reacher out. I have, I'm about four episodes in. I have to say I love the show. I think it's good. I think it's fun. It's simple storytelling, and it's not too complicated, and you're just along for the ride, and uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I know Wayne has finished it. Oren, have you finished it as well? Yes. Okay. Well, so what were your thoughts? I mean, don't go into spoilers because I, I kind of want to see it, but uh, do you, do you, did you like the whole season, Oren? Yeah, no, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed it all thoroughly. Um, you know, just for the reasons you've said, it's just yeah. a ride. You could watch it and enjoy it, and I'll <laughs> stop there. Okay, <laughs> and Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, uh, I know you were uh, big on it. You actually binged it eight hours straight. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I didn't really sleep one night. You know, that's that, I have. A, I have a problem. I really do. <laughs> Wayne, yes, was that at full speed? <laughs> actually, it was. It was actually yeah. a normal wow. speed. Wow! Wow! You know, so surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, you know, I—that's actually kind of a testament to the show. Is like I kept watching, so uh, I think it did a great job with that. I—I uh, I remember reading, like you said, Tony, about you know the issues with casting with Tom Cruise and yeah. how the character's pre physical presence was a big part of his character. And dude, yeah. this guy's huge. He yeah. is huge. Um, I I have an I have an admission to make. Yeah, okay. I have a crush on him. <laughs> I have a crush on Mr. Reacher. The guy is just a specimen of a human being I have never seen before, uh, and I have a crush on him. Tony, so, yes. are you watching you? Titans? Because no, uh, he's uh, Titans. he's Hawk in uh, on, on Titans in uh, oh really? DC's oh, Titans. so then I, after I watch Reacher, then I, okay, go ahead, Mike. Oh no, if if you like him, then watch Smallville because yeah. he was Aquaman. He in was Smallville. Aquaman in Smallville. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Look, you see, I, I, I talk I about my my man crush, and all of a sudden <laughs> I can now I can now have I don't even know his name. I just Alan know Alan Richson. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking gorgeous. But anyway, uh, he's my man crush right now. Uh, Wayne, what? I mean, so did you replaced. just enjoy the entire set? Oh, I'm sorry, say it again, Tony. <laughs> I said, did you just enjoyed the whole thing? Uh, I, enjoyed I mean, it. I enjoyed it. I'll, for I'll, you to sit there and watch all eight hours, oh my goodness. But you know, I also like the juxtaposition between the uh, his character and, and the chief detective. 
you know, just kind of the how they're opposite sides of the coin, literally. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I did kind of enjoy that kind of banter that they had. And um, also the uh, female sheriff, she, I thought she was pretty cool, too. You know, just the way she's uh, how they portrayed yeah. her as well. Because, uh, like, you know, I know we've talked about in the past how specifically Marvel has issues with strong female characters. Uh, I think yes. they did a pretty good job with this with her. So whereas like. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad with the show. I'm looking forward to season two, and I'm, I'm curious to see what you think, Tony, when you, when you get to finish it. Okay. I, I do have one question for you and Oren. Are we going to find out what the fuck is up with the cow feed? Or was it cow feed or it was the feed? Oh, the cow feed? Oh, yeah. The feed? Uh, short answer? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The food. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. All right. Thank you. So I guess... Um, what? So I guess what are we going to talk about next? Uh, I see something up here about... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I know we have a list of stuff, but I've got to ask you, Tony. Um, yes. This was brought to my attention this week uh, um, on, a, on an article that I read um, talking about Kevin Smith. You know, And I read it online. And he okay. was going off on the Academy for not nominating Spider-Man No Way Home for anything... For the yes. upcoming, and I know that you're a big Academy guy, you're a big Oscar guy, but then in that in that article that I read, he talked about to me probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, getting four nominations, and that is Netflix's Don't Look Up, and they got <laughs> nominated for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Score, and I just want to know your opinion on. Something like this. Here you have Spider-Man, No Way Home, yes. crushing it in the box office, making mm-hmm. billions of dollars, you know, it, but not even one nomination. Do you agree with this? No, I don't agree with it. And honestly, don't look up. I could not even get through it. It, it was that fucking it bad. Was awful. It was such a horrendous film. I could not get I was an hour I into it waiting for something to happen. And it was fucking horrendous. It. All right, you see, I, I hated it. And I just, I, I was like, you know what? This is not going to get any better. And yes, I think when you're dealing with Hollywood, you're going to deal with left-leaning stuff, which I don't really have an issue with. I just have an issue with great storytelling. And Adam McKay, who I'm usually a huge fan of, I, I don't know. This this movie just I could not make it through it. It was unbearable. The characters were annoying. Uh, the storyline was was just dumb. Uh, yes. So when I see that that was nominated for best picture four nominations and say, <laughs> yes, I know, but I see, but best picture. And then on top of that, I see where, um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Spider-Man no way home didn't get any kind of nomination to nothing. me. That is, I thought that that had more of an impact on our culture, had more of an impact in getting people into theaters again. That to me was just, this was a a monumental film and not to have it being recognized by the uh, Academy is just, is, is a crime in my opinion. So I think because of, yeah, Yeah. it is a travesty. Do you think it's because it's a a comic book movie or uh, I don't even know, that's the only thing they saw that it's a comic book movie and didn't even give it a second thought. Is that what you think? Hollywood has always had this thing where they think it's too juvenile or too um or, or it's not artsy enough in order for you to to hit um um uh best picture nomination if i if i'm if i stand corrected wasn't joker nominated yes. for uh joker got best an oscar picture? i believe uh so to, yeah well joaquin phoenix yeah, yeah. i think got the yeah. oscar for that so uh but again and y- even suicide, that was suicide also squad got like a costuming 
uh, or, or cinematography. Yeah, something yeah like but that. to me, it, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a complete, utter shame. I think that the Academy is now hearing that because my understanding is now they're going to be throwing a vote on Twitter. I don't oh, know good. if it's going to influence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to influence the winner, but I hear that that is the route they're going. So uh, we'll see what happens. But to me, I think it is a travesty that uh, that uh, that Spider Man No Way Home had absolutely zero uh, nominations. Yeah, yeah go ahead, I Mike. just want to. How can you have the almost number one movie of all time not get anything? That's exactly I mean, that right. right there should tell you everything. That's exactly right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of that yeah. Spider-Man news and being snubbed in the uh, by the Academy here, um, our next topic is Sony's Spider-Verse news. There is some interesting casting um, from Sony this week on this uh, live-action Spider-Verse stuff, shows, projects that, that they are currently working on. And we heard that Madam Web has been uh, cast by uh, Dakota Fanning. What did you guys think about that? Did you guys hear about that? No, I do, I have not heard anything about this Spider Verse stuff. And I'm looking at your notes, and I'm hit. I'm going, oh my god! I did not know that that had been cast. Yeah, are these all official? So, announcements? I I believe so. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I believe so. Um, now that you say it, you know, like they they were the, these are announcements are are not exactly new. These um these happened over a couple of weeks ago, but um I've just been kind of watching this. Um, and yeah, I think that these, these are official now that does say it, I want to double check. Um, but I'll do that, um, a little bit later, but then Russell Crowe also being cast as Craven, the last hunter. And we're still waiting to hear about Olivia Wilde's, uh, spider woman, either movie or series. There's been very little news coming out of that on what that actually is or what actual character, um, that this movie or series or project is going to kind of, um, feature. So I mean, I just, I think it's kind of cool. I think Sony sees the success of Spider-Man No Way Home and bringing all the Spider-Man together um, with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, and just the the possibilities of it. And, you know, we know that um, that um, Venom made a very brief appearance in a, in a cut scene in uh, no way home. And that there's that, that poster from the trailer and the Mobius um, uh, Morbius uh, um, trailer of uh, Spider-Man and the word murder written on murderer written on it. I mean, so, you know, like these series are connecting and, you know, kind of like what Mike and I were talking about earlier. It's just exciting. It doesn't matter, you know, who made it Fox, Sony, Disney, you know, um, like they're finding a way to connect these lines and and make everything kind of uh, the same story, which is exciting. It's an exciting time. So, so since we're on the verse or multiverse, can we just now talk about Doctor Strange and the trailer <laughs> for that? I I have to start off by saying uh, there have been some things that I've watched. I am so excited about this. I was oblivious to the fact that uh, the cameo voice that we hear, I did not know who that was until like two or three days later. I know. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. You're fired. I should have caught it. You but are fired. Yes, I know. But it was at the Super Bowl, and I think I was maybe had a, a beer or two in, sorry, and I was enjoying the show. Yeah, this, oh, Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was dancing. I was doing my, my little, uh, yeah, I was doing my little dancing through the halftime show and all that stuff. But the Multiverse of Madness, 
That trailer hit, and oh boy, I cannot wait for this film. I think it's going to be uh, fun. It's going to be uh, uh, dark, too. I'm so glad that they're letting Sam Raimi kind of go into this dark, brooding universe and and come up with these these creatures and these uh, different takes on, on Doctor Strange. I, I'm loving the whole vibe of this thing, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, Brian, what were your first initial uh, impressions about uh, – uh, the Doctor Strange trailer. Oh my gosh, I, I I had to watch it multiple times just because the, the first time you see it, you don't catch everything. You're just it's just pure excitement. You miss so much. Um, I, I'm curious who are you talking about who narrated it because to me it sounded like uh, um, uh, Doctor Strange, like uh, one of the versions of Doctor. No, Str- not narration. It was the, the, at the end. There was that cameo voice that was of uh, of Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. All right, all yes, right. I did not catch that the first time I saw it, and um, I was like, I, 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 I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. I don't think it was only like two or three days later when I texted you guys, go, hey, did you guys know that that's Patrick Stewart's voice? Okay. And you guys are like, fucking, you're, you're an idiot, Tony. <laughs> yes, we knew it was. That's why we were so stoked about it. But anyway, uh, Mike, what did you think of the trailer? Did you like it? Did you not? I mean, what were your thoughts? On oh it? man, it, it, it was so much. I mean, just I had to watch it several times to figure it out. And uh, one of the good things that I know I'm going to really enjoy it is it has made me research a lot of stuff to figure out what's going on. Um, I know for a fact that if you're not watching uh, X-Men 97, I think it is, on Disney, um, that's going to be part of this because one of those uh, universe things is, is a cartoon. So... If they're having X Men right now on Disney Plus, you can tell that something's going to be coming from that. Do you think? Because I had a theory on that too. That animation. I'm wondering if it's the Spider Verse that they're going. It could into. be. So yeah, it could be a couple of things. So that little shard of glass was something that I, I, you know, it's just a little like traffic cone that they show you on there, mm-hmm. but it opens up so many possibilities. And the other thing that was uh, kind of v- very exciting about uh, the trailer was again, now we've got we've got Xavier in here, Professor X, just. Uh, Oh, my God. I, I just can't wait for everything that's going to be happening in this film. Uh, I, I'm hearing now that the Illuminati, the Illuminati is yes is going to be huge in this. I did not know what the Illuminati was. I had to find out. But if this is true, that's going to open up so many more characters that we have yet to see, uh, namely um, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Reed Richards, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards, yes, Mr. Fantastic. Go ahead, Brian. What were oh, you going to say? I was just going to uh, mention you. You just said it um, that you know a big, you know, a big part of the Illuminati is Reed Richards. So, um, also, yeah. I just want to correct myself really quick. I was just looking it up, um, but based on comic book.com it's dakota johnson not dakota fanning dakota johnson um gotcha. was was confirmed to play madam webb um and she, you know her from the 50 shades of gray um uh, movies so um so it's dakota johnson okay also All real right, quick but, real quick um it yeah. might be the return of iron man as well because he was part of the illuminati yeah did you I mean, these are all rumors yeah, that I've yeah, heard. And yes, they're I'm all just rumors. Like yeah, and I've heard the rumor too. too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm well, speaking that- of. This- 
Yes, and speaking of cringe, uh, we talked about Tom Cruise <laughs> earlier. There's now a, a rumor going around. Uh, I did not know this, but uh, Tom Cruise was initially one of their first picks for Iron Man back in 2006. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Me too. Um, you know what I mean? I'm so glad. And now there is this rumor that he could possibly be showing up in the MCU as this alternate version of uh, Iron Man. And let me just say, if that happens... I'm dropping the mic. I'm fucking going home. Fuck you, Marvel. No I'm way. I, I fuck that. They've got my money. Fuck I'm that. doing it. No, no, I'm going in to see it. But if it's Tom Cruise, then I'm fucking out. Robert Downey Jr. is always going to be Tony Stark to me, and nobody else can do but anything. Did you uh, see? And this is fan that. rendition um, imaging on the internet. So take that for what it's worth. That it's Tom Cruise in the superior Iron Man armor with the infinity yes. stones could you imagine if he's a villain with these stones why would we want to give tom cruise that much fucking power the guy is fucking ageless already <laughs> he's got multi-million dollars he's got his own fucking franchise called the mission impossible why the fuck would we want to give him all the infinity stones and make him fucking superior goddamn uh, iron man go fuck himself he needs to get the fuck out go 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 play with your fucking toys and do something else stay out of the fucking mcu allegedly anyway <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly 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 now get off my lawn Anyway, all right. Any anything else uh, regarding Mister? Uh, any anything else from that that trailer that we want to discuss? I mean, gosh, there's just so much to it. I mean, um, they're they're introducing a character that I don't know anything about. So, um, um, American Chavez, and uh, yes. I. She's all new to me, and uh, I have not looked her up. <laughs> I uh, I will learn about her from the movie and and see where we go from there. But I'm excited about that. I love it when they introduce characters that I've never heard of or or know anything about. Um, it's just it's a clean slate. <laughs> I like it. So all all in all, it it has done its job. It has hyped us yeah. up for when is it May? Yeah, right. May it's coming 6th. out in May. May sixth. Oh my god, I can't yeah. wait. Cannot freaking wait. Uh, and uh, so, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, any of the stuff that we talked about? You can always send us an email, info at thenowledgeofnothing.com, or you can send us a DM on our uh, social medias. Uh, I'm sorry, I just want to uh, mention too, but this is why also watching those Disney Plus series are so important because there's a lot of pull from the What If series and the WandaVision series um, based on yes. uh, in this. And they're really kind of bringing it all together and I'm wondering yeah. how this will affect Loki season two going forward with whatever they do with the multiverse in this movie. Yeah. Because I heard he's part of the Illuminati too, right? At Is some he? Point. I didn't Loki. hear that. Wow. That, That'd be exciting. That's what I hear. I don't know. I, I think so. Sounds um, like but, they have uh, a plan. Yeah, right? You mean they, <laughs> they put pen to paper and actually wrote it out? Maybe a timeline <laughs> or something? Like, a... <laughs> like, are we all good? Well, We're all on the same page? All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. All right. Anyway. So, uh, you know, Brian, I know that uh, there was, uh, Brian and Wayne, there was some huge Nintendo Direct news this week. So do you guys want to briefly cover that? And uh, before we go on yes. to... Yes, uh, well, well, uh, well, I've got to hit the bit, kind of the big major notes. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Nintendo did a Direct uh, mid-February, and it's the first one of the year. It was a little about 40 minutes long. And if you were... I'll just summarize this. If you're a big RPG fan, you will love this one because there's a lot of JRPGs. If you're like fan of the Fire Emblems... I'm sorry, Xenoblade 
Chronicles series. They're bringing a third sequel coming out later this year. But there's really two major things I want to share with everybody. One, one of the Nintendo's uh, best-selling games of all time, which is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is like 51 million copies sold since it came out. Uh, they're re- they announced DLC for it, which is going to go out stretch out for the next two years. So they're like 48 new tracks, or, re- or actually 48 remade or rehd tracks from past games. They're going to be you know phasing them in through eight different installments over the next two years. So that's cool. So people are very excited about that. But the one that I'm really excited about and Dana are excited about is the Switch Sports that they, they announced. So you guys remember Wii Sports, right? Yeah. 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 They're Switch Sports. They're, they announced that, and that's going to be coming out in the end of April. So, wow. as I just released, this, as of this, as of the week of the weekend, a day, actually today, and the weekend that we're recording this, they're doing a live beta test right now for the online component. Um, so, people are able to pl- test it out right now. But when that comes out, oh, I can't wait. It's just going to be going back because they have this. The bowling, they have like the fencing, they have a few other games that are like uh, that are kind of nostalgic and some some are new. But the bowling, they actually have like eight people playing the same time, and it's all online multiplayer. Oh, we need to do. Oh, that, Oh yes, man. that's happening. we need to do that when it comes out. We totally do. Are they going to have uh, like with the uh, remember with the Wii Sport they had that controller that was on the floor? Is that going to be part of it? Uh, like uh, for for this iteration? No, I think you know? be, I think the Joy Cons are going to be what you're primarily going to be using for all okay. the interaction. Uh, smart move because I, I felt that was a big waste of space. But, that, that thing. Uh, but before, anyway. but Brian, do you have anything to add? Because I do have a get off my lawn comment about the direct. Yeah, let's hear it, Wayne. <laughs> Go okay. for it. So Go for it. There, there is a series of games that I enjoyed, which is the Kingdom Hearts series. If you guys are not familiar with it, it's a role-playing series yes. that's from Square. Love those games. And Disney, they have this collaboration, and it's a kind of very imaginative kind of cool series. Well, they announced it for the Nintendo Switch, that so it's going to come out their trilogy. But it's cloud-based. And I don't know about you guys, I fucking hate cloud-based games and the reason being is that if you guys don't want not familiar what that is is that you know here's the physical copies where you could buy plug it in whether it be a disc or a cartridge you own it there's the digital ones you could buy and then you download to your computer whatever your device you could play it cloud-based is what it is like this problem with the switch is that it's not as powerful as other systems so what they do is like oh you could connect to yep. a server where the server is power enough powerful enough to run the game but you have to have a constant internet connection to play it. Yeah. Oh, you see, and that, isn't that the same, isn't this the same issue they ran into with the N- Nintendo 64 stuff? Wasn't that all kind of cl- cloud-based? No, no Nintendo 64 is Switch? Was all cartridge. So imagine uh, Google State. No, 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 no. I'm talking, I'm talking about recently. Remember they, they um, released uh, part of the Nintendo, um, I guess, um, subscription service they were going to add the nintendo 64 games into a cloud-based system and didn't that crash no no no. so the nintendo 64 they added a, the expansion pass so it's similar to what they had before okay. was the nintendo they had the nes super nintendo and now they had the n64 as well as sega genesis games that they could play all on your device yeah. you could but that's the thing the switch what is the whole thing about switch you could take it wherever you want to go right you could play it at mm-hmm. home you could play it on the toilet you could play it outside anywhere but if you have a constant internet connection, that's just dumb. Uh, it, to me, it just defeats a purpose. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of issues where because you're dependent on the internet, there's fidelity issues. It's not like the resolution's crap, drops a lot of frame rates. There's a latency on inputs. So it's kind of like... And, and you're already dealing like with bottom graphics cards and all that stuff. I mean, you're only... They're only what, at 1080p? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's the 
they do go by these cloud servers because the servers are more powerful to do all the processing and you're just using the internet connection to produce as a data feed. So like, hey, you put your inputs on the controller. It goes through your Wi-Fi and it goes to the servers. And then the server sends back the response and input. But there's that delay. It's never going to be instantaneous. It's not going to feel the same thing as it would be if you're at your home. And I don't know. It's frustrating to me because it's also kind of going that slippery slope. Like you're paying, what, $60, $70 now for these games? But what do you really own? Yep. Because what? Nothing. Yeah. What if the companies go, oh, we're don't, we're, we don't want to pay for these servers anymore. We're turning it off. You can't play that game anymore. It's the fucking real Illuminati. <laughs> we're going to own nothing and we're going to like it. So I, I, I don't know. It. That's just going to be for me. I, I always buy, try to buy physical copies of games because I think uh, the archiving of those type of media is shifting. If you know, you know, especially going yeah. forward right now. So I agree. I agree. Anyways, so that's my rant. All right. Hey, and why don't why don't you go and kind of explain something about this this Heathrow Airport live stream? Oh, Wayne, so I see that in our uh, notes. Just, Can you kind of talk yeah, about that? Just a that? really quick thing. Just a funny thing that happened recently. I mean, well, funny in a making the best out of a bad situation, I would say. Uh, over in England, they had a really bad storm system that came through, and it was high winds and such. And obviously, when it was high winds, it makes it challenging for any planes to land, right? So, but I guess one entrepreneur who has a, has a big fan of planes, you know, has a streaming channel, decided to set up shop right on the, on the landing strip side of Heathrow Airport in England and basically was live streaming planes as they land and how they approach and did live commentary. And apparently his commentary was hilarious. I listened to a little bit, but it's like eight hours long. He was live streaming. Uh, all these planes are coming Jesus. in and it's like, if you're kind of squeezy a little bit about, you know, like turbulence, yeah, don't watch this shit. It, it was, it's kind of sketchy at times, <laughs> uh, but his commentary is great. And you know, apparently he had over 90,000 people watching his live stream. So like, Hey, kudos to this guy and, you know, braving the weather and you know what, making the best out of a kind of a harrowing situation. And apparently a lot of news uh, sites or um, publications were reaching out to him. So hopefully it works out for him. All right, so that gives me an idea. I am going to go to the Iowa City airport, and I'm going to live stream there, and I think one or two jets may come in, or one or two planes may come in during that eight hours, and I will catch it all for the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. That'll be a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I know it's going to be a whole lot of nothing, exactly. Yeah, hey, hence our name. Anyway, uh, hey, Stranger Things, I guess we'll just talk about that real quick. I guess Stranger Things has come out. I really am not too familiar, but from my understanding, it is going to be split into two parts. Is that correct? Yeah. So Ryan, Wayne, yeah. anybody? Anybody? The uh, Was it the Duffy Brothers? Is that the guys who were the writers of it? Yes. I, yeah, uh, Duff Brothers, Duff, yeah. I think. Is Duff, it? No, Duffy, Duffy Brothers? Yeah. Whatever. Well, they actually just announced that the season four is supposedly really big. I mean, like, we're not just like feature length, almost episodes. And so they actually had to split it to two parts for season four. Wow. So there's two specific release dates for Netflix. So looking forward to that. And also they confirmed that season five, next one, whatever that gets released, will be the last season of Stranger Things. Well, the kids are getting too old. Are you glad because you're tired of the series? Why are you glad? No, no, because I, I, you know... I feel that when things go on a little too long, it just it does nothing to kind of further the cause of the show. I like if a show comes out and they already have a game plan, like you and Mike were talking about earlier. If there's a plan in action, uh, to me, that's the whole reason why Lost got lost. 
I loved Lost. I still do. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. But I have to admit that it got a little long in the tooth because there was not a solid ending to it, and I don't even think the writers knew where the fuck to end it. So it, 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 to kind of see store, Stranger Things already have this plan for it to end, that's always a good sign in my, my mind. Do you think there'll be so, spinoff series? Uh, there, there, there has to be. I mean, it's it's such a cash cow for Netflix, and their stock isn't doing too good, so they need to be doing something to reinvigorate uh, the streaming wars and to reinvigorate them as uh, as a uh, a brand. So, yeah, I think it, it'd be smart on their behalf to kind of stay in the realm of Stranger Things. And I guess lastly, we're going to talk about Paramount. Oh, all things, Paramount had some huge, huge announcements this week. And uh, I'm going to talk about my two favorite things, and then I'm just going to give to you guys, and you guys can go on. I am so excited about two things that were announced. Beavis and Butthead are coming out with a movie I this summer. I cannot one. wait. I cannot wait. This this series to me, uh, I'm going back to Member Berries. I, you know, I my the the day my first daughter was born, she we watched. Uh, while Sarah was in labor, we watched Beavis and Butthead the whole entire day before she was born, um, and uh, it just it's 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 a good series. The fact that they are now going to uh, have these gentlemen that are going to be in their mid forties, I really want to see what they've been up to for the past thirty years. So I'm looking forward to seeing Beavis and Butthead in their forties. Um, making fun of whatever they're going to make fun of. I, I, I imagine it's going to be videos. I'm imagining it's probably going to be TikToks. Um, speaking of which, we've got some huge news on that front. But, uh, yes, it's just <laughs> not really. Not really, Brian? Okay. But I'm so excited about Beavis and Butthead. And the other thing I'm really excited about is Blue's Clues the movie. I love Blue's Clues. I am probably the only 48-year-old man in the world that loves Blue Clues. Yes, and everybody's nodding. I'd say uh, that's and, right. You are the only 48-year-old man who loves yes, Blue's Clues. Yes, uh, that loves Blue's Clues. And reason being, again, it has to do with my, my children. Uh, that, that was the show that I loved to sit down and watch with them and interact with them, with, with Blue and with Magenta and with Salt and Pepper and uh, the male. I just I love that whole universe. I love Steve, even though he supposedly died of a heroin overdose, but we all know that that was not true. Um, but it's just all good stuff. I love that series. It was so innocent, so great, so interactive before you could be interactive. I'm looking forward to Blue's Clues. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm super excited, and I should not be, but I am. Anyway, Tony, so you guys, could I, say, uh, yes. I, say, I am genuinely yes. excited for you because I can see how excited you are for Thank it. You. Yes, I know. I but really am. I really I, am. I realize I know yes. nothing about the show because what you're just going down that list of all those characters. I was like, who? What? I had no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. But so, uh, you know, I'm going to have to check I don't it out. even know. Mike, Mike, do your kids will ever watch Blue's Clues or no? Or is that like, I think it's probably past their time, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's past their time. We didn't. Yeah, I yeah. was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So if they come out with a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I'll be in for that. <laughs> yes, but Blue's Clues is just just watch one episode, and you know you're gonna fall in love. I love it. I love that show. It's I so can good. just picture uh, Tony now, like <laughs> let's go check the mail and see what what we got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yes, exactly. I'm sort of. See, there Owen with you, likes Tony. that. Yeah, I'm sort of there with you. Yeah, right with yeah, Parker because Parker. Parker grew up with uh, with my girls, and and that was uh, Blue's Clues was kind of a, a thing in our household. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we also have a fan of the next thing we can kind of talk about, and that. 
that is Mike Prisco, and it is Star Trek. I guess there was some huge Star Trek news. I don't know what that was, but uh, it's in our notes, so I'm just going to touch on it. But uh, what what was uh, what's up with Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, discoveries going on. There, uh, I think they're. What are they doing? A new show? Uh, I don't know what this new show is about, though. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Who put the who put the Paramount announcements in there? Oh, well, I just typed them in. So yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, so I don't know. There's a apparently there's some Star Trek stuff going on. So anyway, well, I think there's another um, movie that's going to be coming out with the, with the current cast or the newer cast, I believe. Right? That oh, really? Greenlit. Okay. Um, I mean, and stop me if you guys want to talk more about. Obviously, there's more Transformer news. There's Sonic Three confirmed for a movie, as well as a Knuckles spinoff from that movie. Wait, Sonic 2 hasn't even yeah, come so out, yeah. right? Yeah, the Green Lake Sonic 3. And they already announced yeah. 3? Wow. Yeah, okay. Quiet Place 3, uh, Halo Series 2 got greenlit. Uh, uh, Brian, I'll touch back with Unturtle oh. stuff. Uh, SpongeBob, a Baby Shark movie. I mean, there's just so many oh, things boy. that just, yeah, I just kind of maybe <laughs> scratched my head about, but sure, whatever. But uh, Brian, <laughs> please, I want you to go on Turtles, please. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know anything about this new project, but I'm nervous about it you know the turtles i like wayne i love the turtles but i am so picky about my turtles um they have to be drawn a certain way the stories have to be kind of not too campy but you know kind of like more of a um follow a storyline like the last ronin and yeah you know um but then i didn't i was not a fan of i think it was, was it michael bay who did? Yes, it was, it was Michael Bay's Bay. turtles. I mean, like they look like monsters, and so you know, like I'm a I'm a '80s '90s kid. I, I want my turtles to actually look like turtles instead of these gross monsters. I want there to be a story, and, and then I want these turtles to to reflect the, the proper personalities. Like Donatello needs to be the smart one. Michelangelo is the funny one. Leonardo's the leader, and Raphael he's uh, he's kind of like the hothead, but Really, when it looks when you when you when you peel back the shell, he's the heart of the team, um, and you know. So I'm nervous about this one because to me, some teams do the turtles very well, and that's what I'm a fan of. And then some teams, it's a total miss, and I'm just mad about it. So Wayne, what do you think about this new project? Uh, yeah, I'm curious because I think which one, was which one is the Seth Rogen one? Was that the one he's going to be focusing more on the villains? I think that's what it was. No, yeah, I know that his name has been attached yeah, to the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Wasn't he Ninja part Turtles. of the animated one? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he did which, one of the voices. Which I actually thought was good. I, I liked yeah. that one. Um, the Nickelodeon one, I yeah, believe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that was a great series. Yeah, I, like I liked the it. the art style, too. Yeah. Um, so you knew, you know what that means. It's all going to be woke. <laughs> <laughs> They're anyway. turtles. No, no. <laughs> Back to my commentary from last week. Are we going to see them have sex? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the turtle sex. Remember, I brought uh, a turtle sex. Anyway, never mind. It was a. I, I know. It was a. It was a poor. It was a poor. It, <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Dude. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Go back to your Blues Clues. This is my childhood. Turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> oh yeah, that is the best video clip of all time. Anyway. Hey um. Anytime turtles are in the news um, with uh, with the upcoming uh, game uh, and uh, future projects, it just makes me happy in general because 
Turtles were such a big part of my childhood, so keep them in the limelight. Keep them in the forefront. You know, I want to I want to see these projects uh, continue. Oh, and speaking of the game, Brian, they supposedly the game's still scheduled to release this year. Just they I'm hoping so. A hard day yet. And also, I, uh, I I don't know if we shared this yet, but they did announce another playable character, which is Master Splinter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that on the show, but I was aware of that as well. I mean, I'm just. I'm just really excited about this game. It's one of the more anticipated games for me this year, and I'm just I can't wait to start playing it. Sweet. All right. Well, um, anything else that we want to talk about Paramount? I did see the Halo trailer. If you haven't seen that, that was at Super our Super Bowl last week, and uh, that was a really good um, trailer. I'm not really a huge fan of Halo, but it looks interesting. I will check it out. It's coming out in March on uh, Paramount Plus. So. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, And last but not least, I really want to talk about something that was not on my radar at all this week. And uh, I I saw it, um, I think it was two days ago, and I have been obsessed with this trailer since it's dropped. And uh, it has to do with Mr. Boz Lerman. If anybody knows who Boz Lerman is, he is the, uh, the genius behind The Great Gatsby and also behind Moulin Rouge. He is now going to be taking on uh, Elvis, and if you have not seen this trailer, I uh, implore you to just please stop what you're doing right now and watch this trailer. I had no idea this was in the making. Uh, I had no idea that a movie was even being made. But to me, uh, Elvis has been kind of a punching bag uh, for the past like handful of years. And you know, it's easy to make fun of this guy. But when you see this trailer, it, uh, it gave me a whole new perspective. I am so excited about this film. And uh, I know I've got, we're, we've, everything's kind of just lined up this week. Mike is, Elvis is one of his biggest fans, always has been ever since I was a kid. Mike, what were your thoughts on that trailer? And um, are you looking forward to it being an Elvis fan that you are? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, hearing about this a few years ago and, and I heard Tom Hanks was attached to it. And I was kind of, oh, boy, here we go. Then I heard Baz Luhrmann was attached to it. And Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. And uh, to see his take on what's going on, I'm just waiting for somewhere in that movie there to be a circus. But uh, at some point, just seeing what they're going to bring to that. But as you were, you were the one who actually told me about the the trailer. I didn't know it was the even trailer, out yet. Yeah. I saw this, the uh, teaser trailer earlier. Um, but... When I watched this trailer, one of the good things about it, and I think you hit on it the most, is this is finally an opportunity for people to see Elvis the way that I see Elvis. Um, And that's what is exciting about this trailer is it just looks good. It looks like they're going to bring up some good stuff in there. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, and it's very whimsical, and you can already see. I mean, just watching the trailer, you go already go through this journey, and it gets you excited about the journey that's to come on uh, June 22nd of this year. So please, if you have not watched it, I uh, I implore you, please just go ahead, watch it. Let us know what your thoughts are. Always, You can always send us an email, info at thenowledgenothing.com, or you can hit us up in our DMs on any of our social platforms. But I really wanted to get that out before we ended the show. So, hey, guys, in closing, do you guys uh, you guys have anything that you want to add or want to say? Or, uh, Brian, what, what do you Yeah, have? I want to thank Mike for joining us again on the show. It's always such a pleasure to have you uh uh, on our show, you know, chat with us, spend some time with us. You know, I know the fans love it too. And I mean, it's good seeing you and thanks again for, for coming on today. 
No, it's my pleasure. Listen, I'm very proud of you guys. You guys have been making it happen. I've been, I've listened to every episode from day one. Um, you guys are doing fantastic. So congratulations on everything. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, no. So, li- For you, listening to every episode. Oh, no. no, it's been I'm great. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, me. Mike, uh, and and you can always catch Mike. He, Mike has a channel on YouTube now called Welcome to the Fan Cave, and uh, you know, go in there. There's some insightful uh, conversations. I think I appear in two episodes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I do. So uh, please check it out. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Welcome to the Fan Cave on YouTube. And thanks again, Mike. Uh, you know, I'm so glad. I know you've had uh, some some really challenging stuff going on this past yep. year, and the fact that you are here with me right now is um, uh, nothing short of a miracle, my friend. I'm, I'm yeah. so happy that you're here, and uh, I'm so happy that you're able to share this and to be on our show again. And uh, just, uh, you know, thank you for uh, everything. Absolutely. But I've been looking um, forward to coming on f- for a while. So um, I'm in a better place this year, so it's going to be a good yeah. year. And I think what I'm going to do for the new uh, YouTube is I'm going to start at season two, and it's going to be me at full health. It's kind of tough to watch some of the old episodes, just the way that I looked going through what I was going through with my uh, sickness and everything. So it's going to be a new, new year. It's going to be great. So thank you very much. Looking forward to that. All right. Great. Yes, we are. So, hey, Oren, in closing, uh, where can our folks find us on our social media platforms? My friend, everybody, if you want to find us, you can go to Facebook, the knowledge of nothing, Instagram at the knowledge of nothing. And on Twitter, it's um, at the common one. And like we've mentioned in the show, but we want to re-mention, I don't know. You can always get a hold of us at info at the knowledge of nothing dot com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, please just keep supporting us, listening to us and following us. We love you all. Sweet. And Wayne, before we get going, what you we got? We got some last minute listener feedback, guys, while we're recording oh, yes. this show. Hey. So, wow. Yeah. So I want to make sure a uh, longtime listener, Donald, uh, reached out to us saying because he oh, he plays Wordle along with us. So he plays with me and we share yeah. our scores back and forth. And he came up with a suggestion. And I want to throw it to you guys. He wants to wants to know if, what do you guys do? We'd be interested in doing a con Wordle. And what he means by that is that where I provide the have the word and you guys try to guess what it is and we play it live on our show oh Oh, i think that's the evolution go ahead brian uh can we make it bad words like scrutal you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is so i I mean i'll have to kind of think of the logistics but would you guys be down for that Fuck yes, Let's I would right. be. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, that sounds like the natural uh, evolution. And let's see what the Wordle Whisperer can do. Nothing. Can he get it in one? <laughs> no. Yes, he, yes, he <laughs> will. I, what you mean? You say not no every week, dude, and you fucking knock it out of the park. But he'll also get tomorrow's. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he'll get like two weeks That's from right. now. So, geez. I have low expectations. Do, do what? People get handicaps then? So, like what? Yeah, we yeah, should like, handicap Tony, it. You, yeah, you, you we get should handicap six tries. Orin, you get two. Brian, I'm sorry. You're gonna get like eight. Yeah, I need I need yes. as many as I can yeah. get. <laughs> yes, let's do that. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, I guess we'll do that on on the next episode then, right? Of the podcast. Next show, let's do it. Sweet. All right, we got that going. So uh, make sure that you listen to us next week as well. And uh, finally, you know, in wrapping things up, I just want to say a fuck you to Tom Cruise and a fuck you to Boba Fett. You folks need to stay the fuck off our lawns. This has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Time.
Get up. You know, we, I think we're primed for one of those episodes, aren't we? Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. I think everything's kind of been kind of bubbling. I think to the this surface. is the first time that, that and, Wayne um, and I things, actually yeah. had one. <laughs> Get off our lawn. Yeah, I know. In the same yes. show? Wow, what a oh, week. Yeah. I know it's it's been crazy, but hey, Mike. I, again, dude, uh, I am so glad that uh, you, dude. You look a lot better, you. and yes. you look you look it's amazing. You, and um, you too, Ari. I wish you could have been out here with me, I but know. Uh, you know that'll that'll happen here. I'm sure next month yeah. or the week after, or the month after. So, um, but uh, yeah, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, Mike. And, uh, I mean, it's you know, I love you, Mike, and love you too, um, and uh, I'm, I I'm, like I'm you a lot. I don't so stoked. You <laughs> oh, you love me, Orin. Don't so, lie. All right, yes, fine. Yeah, fucking, I do. you know him as long as yeah, okay. me. <laughs> okay, jeez. Was that so to. hard, Orin? Just God. Fine. I love yes. you, man. Yeah.